Hi, it's Pam, and Gary's with me. Hey, Gary. Hey, Pam. Nice you know, to be with you again. It's, it's Sunday, and we had brunch and a champagne brunch, and we normally don't podcast on Sunday. We do sometimes, but it's raining and nothing going on as yet. We have some projects that we may get into, but right now we're just letting our fabulous brunch uh, Settle. And it was fabulous. You it, fixed it, a pre prepared a great brunch. Thank you, thank you. It sometimes it really does turn out. But while it's raining and we're just kind of drinking champagne and hanging out, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Sahara Sand and the show that you introduced me to because, as you know, I am all up in the Sahara Sand situation every year here in South Florida because it. We, you can see it. You uh, sometimes more, some years more than others. But so I have drilled down into that uh, as as uh, we've lived in South Florida on the Atlantic coast. But the show you introduced me to was really amazing. I thought you might enjoy it because it really got you know in deep into the topic of the Sahara sand. And uh, it's it's part of a series on Netflix called Connected, the everyday uh, science all around us, and how things are connected. And so they had a whole episode on dust, and a big chunk of that was the Sahara Desert going to Chad and seeing where kind of it all starts, and how the winds coming through the mountains uh, there in Chad blow from the African continent. Uh, yeah, blow off the African continent tons and tons and tons of this dust every year. I mean, enormous amount of dust. And they said that at, at that rate, it could continue on for a thousand years. It, which is which is really insane. So much of it, I mean, the little, the little bits of it already knew. I knew how it impacted the ocean. I knew how it impacted the, the rainforest, the Amazon, the hurricanes. <laughs> how you breathe in South Florida when it's coming across. But, boy, there was so much more to it. So much more to it. When they were in the plains, you know, above it, and wow. Well, and, and the little um, skeletal remains of yeah. the creatures that lived in Lake Megachad, which is, of course, long since evaporated. Yeah. But uh, the remains are still there, these little diatoms. Yeah. And they're like chalky things, and... They pick the wind picks that up and they fall in the ocean and feeds the plankton that produces the oxygen yeah. and uh, sucks in the CO2. And so it's helping, you know, climate change. It is, yeah. So it, it, it helps in all kinds of ways. And then on the negative side, there's the red tide, uh, which causes the toxins that kills yeah. the fish, also kind of result from the dust. Yeah. It... Uh... It's so fascinating. It was fascinating to me to see the illustrations and the of of how the uh, the hurricane masses, uh, the the radar or whatever kind of technology they were using in those planes to to see how it just absolutely the the sand uh, from the the Sahara sand just absolutely begins to smother. 
the, the hurricanes. They said it's like making little pinpricks and bullet holes yeah. all through the clouds yeah. that just dissipates the power. Yeah, it's so <clears throat> we're hopeful for that for this year. But but I really enjoyed the the presenter. He was kind of a goofy. <laughs> he's one of these typical nerdy science guys, but he's got a good presentation manner. He and does. He puts things in layman's terms, yeah. makes it very simple. He does, and I like that, because we're goofy. We're nerds. <laughs> and I, I like it simple, too. <laughs> we're nerdy, just yeah. like him, but uh, the being in the rainforest, and that unbelievable tower that he climbed. <laughs> I, I can't see him sputtering, because I can't even put into words how tall that that thing is that I don't know how tall it is in feet, but it looks like basically the Empire State Building on a little square that just goes straight up that you have to climb the stairs all the way to the top. And he was so he was really fun because the guy that is there at the research center, Steppenwolf. Oh, that name! It's like you've got to be kidding me! You've got to be kidding me! Steppenwolf, oh my God. but he wasn't even breathing hard. He, you know, and then the other guys, and the other guy's young. He's like, you know, he, he's young, but, you know, he's like, I can't feel my feet. And I thought, <laughs> oh. I wouldn't have, I would never have made it. Never, never, never. But it was so, it was so fascinating. Uh, and now I know so much more about the Sahara uh, sun, uh, sometimes the Sahara sand is is uh, much more obvious to us. But, but I mean, they they said that you know the out up in the uh, space station they can see it, you know, yeah. below these sheets of sand that are canvassing the earth. Well, I think what was also interesting the uh, the crew from the Netherlands out in the ocean and <clears> the <throat> and the little buoy kind of the little vacuum cleaners. Yes, that they put in these strategic places to collect the sand and to, you know, to take it back yeah. and to, to, uh, to see, you know, what, what is going on with the sand in the ocean and wow. There's it was, a lot of scientists and people working on that. And how, how good did that make you feel yeah. in light of, of so much uh, going on right now? It made me feel really good that there are these really, really smart people doing Amazing work about the planet. What about those little birds that uh, can predict hurricanes and no one knows how the, they do it? The very, uh, what do they call? Berries. Yeah, the berries. V E E R, I think. V, was yeah, it, yeah, they come from berries. Delaware and they go to Brazil and. These the, little tiny birds. And they put little backpacks on them with GPS. <laughs> they are tiny. That sounds awful because <laughs> these birds are so small. And they are like paperclip things. Yeah. Uh, it's, they can spot them exactly what tree they're in. Uh, yeah, and 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 they said, and this one guy, this one man, this one scientist, I, I guess he was a scientist, uh, researcher anyway, yeah. where he's like, there were certain years where the berries left their nest kind of too they, early to yeah, allow they, for the, the full... You know, growth of they their, cut nesting season short. They did. Yeah. The babies weren't quite ready, but they left. And he's like, "What causes that?" And then he began to do this, you know, kind of drill down. And it's like it can't be that simple. It can't be so simple as they're predicting uh, hurricanes. But it really the patterns when he meshed them together, 
really did seem to be the case. Yeah, because they, they have to cross the Gulf of Mexico, yeah. and so somehow these birds know that it's going to be a bad hurricane season to yeah. leave early. So I want to be tuned in. <laughs> I, I want to know. It's like, do the Veeries have a website? Do they have a... <laughs> I'm going to go check that out. Do they have a Facebook that we yeah. can go, okay, are they still in Delaware? Where Have they gone to Brazil? Where yeah, yeah. Because we are still smack in the middle of, of hurricane season. We still have some... We still have some weeks to go. Um, that show also presented some, uh, probably don't want to drill down into this too much, but the, uh, if you want to watch, if you want to tune into this series, you might want to catch the, uh, the part they did on uh, facial recognition and social media because it's kind of... Uh, um, I not not good in a lot of ways. Well, it it was the first episode called surveillance, and it gets into uh, the history of facial recognition. And, and it goes way back. Way yes, the CIA in yeah. the 60s, and uh, basically, you know how social media and how the military and and governments around the world are using harvesting all these selfies and. Uh, can utilize those and how we're willingly giving them the, the yes. photos yeah exactly uh, and and you may not be aware that they're that they're harvesting these photos from your social media I do know one thing we have been uh, on a trip uh, we were on a trip in 2019 where they when you come we came back into this country and it was a breeze because they did facial recognition yeah. and while I loved that because re-entering the country can make you want to rend your garment. Uh, that was pretty cool and fast. But then on the other hand, it's like, okay, there it is. There's, <laughs> they've got me. I mean, and and of everybody in the world, I'm probably the most. You and I are pretty boring in that regard. But still, it's kind of creepy. Well, especially when you see what they're doing in China, where they yeah, have yeah. massive amounts of cameras and video everywhere. Uh, capturing people's faces and using yeah. it, you know, to identify. Uh, classes of people that yeah. they they don't approve of. Yeah, that's what I mean. So if you if you uh, tune into this, be prepared for that. Then I want to touch briefly on before we go. Uh, we don't have to deal with. We have a lot to deal with in South Florida, but we don't have to deal with earthquakes. However, let's talk about a boomerang earthquake under the Atlantic. Yeah, and that was new to me. I don't really hadn't heard about boomerang earthquakes before you. Uh, uh, had mentioned it, but yeah. it's fascinating. Yeah. These earthquakes that I read too much. I shouldn't read. <laughs> head out apparently in one di- and go out in one direction and then suddenly reverse course and come back faster the other way. Yeah. Um, you know, so they said they're pretty rare, but they just observed one uh, under the Atlantic for the first time. Yeah, and and they've uh, in uh, researching these these. Uh, it's almost like a, a, you know, a switchback kind of situation where it's just like mm, going that way, doing a U-E. But uh, they yeah, have, that'd be pretty frightening to think, oh, the earthquake's going that way. Oh no, it's coming back this way. Well, that's that's <laughs> kind of what came out in the story that I read in this country where, and again, I don't want to spend too much time uh, on this, but uh, where the the person in this village, it was a kind of a remote village. And the earthquake went through, and you know all of that tectonic plate action going on, and they thought it was over, and began to kind of uh, 
try to pick up the pieces, and then all of a sudden, they were hit again, oh. coming from the other. It came from the other direction, wow. and no one kind of believed that because it was a few years ago. It's like ah, uh, that's really not possible. It goes, it keeps going. But lo and behold, it absolutely is possible. Those boomerang earthquakes are they're real. Boy, nature just has thrown everything at us. Yeah, it, it really is. And it's what it's sowing at us today is rain. So yeah. I think we shall go and see. We had to close our hurricane shutters because it was raining in on us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So let's see if we can open them back up. I think that we need more champagne and go see what the... What the uh, what the rain's doing. I'm but with you on that. Anyway, everybody, have a great Sunday. Visit us at NorthPalmBeachLife.com. Thanks for being here. We appreciate it. Stay with us.